Hello and welcome back to the Shangola podcast. It's your boy Matteo, Fatina, and Arseni. So, Shane has been up to a lot since uh, the last post podcast. Uh, after getting his South Korean citizenship, Shane has traveled to the US and other countries to explain his views and to tell his story about North Korea. So, we're here today answering the essential question. Uh, to what extent do trauma, tragedy and adversity build resilience? My personal opinion, there is no doubt that Shin has been through a lot. Trauma, tragedy and adversity was an everyday struggle in his time in the camp and outside the camp. I wouldn't have said that Shin is a resilient person until I read the last sentence of the book. During the time in the, in the camp, he has suffered enormous tragedies, like when he had to snitch on his mother and in um, his time outside the camp, he suffered a lot of traumatic memories, like when in page 108, 189, uh, he says, Shin started to experience disturbing dreams. He saw his mother hanged and parts body on the fence and visualized the torture he believed his father has been um, subjected to after his escape. That being said, we have, uh, we have never seen a resilient Shin, an happy Shin. In page 192, he says, life was impossible to reconciliate with his grinsly images from the camp. Uh, com from Camp 14. Even after his interviews and speeches, he was never showing resilience towards the topic. Until the last sentence, no, but was letting himself down, knowing that uh, there was other people still suffering in the camp. Until the last sentence of the book, when he says, in that, in that speech, if not yet in life, Shin had seized control of his past. And only there, in my personal opinion, he really showed resilience. What do you guys think? Ooh, I like your opinion. That's interesting. I never saw it that way. But I think, yes, uh, Shin has a hard time on um, coming up with resilience when he escapes from camp. But I think he still showed a bit of resilience when he was in camp. Because no matter, like, no matter what he did, like, um, like scavenging food and like escaping, he like kept his head on and like kept being resilient. Like, in um, page 135, um, he was trying to escape with Park, but Park was like, don't do it. But he kept on doing it because he was motivated to do, to like um, get food, even though they were literally in danger. So, quote, Shin feared it would be months, even years, before they would be allowed outside the factory at dusk near a section of fence that could not be seen from a guard tower. He could not, would not endure more waiting. Yeah, I definitely agree, and that Shin had shown resilience, but I think he just didn't know it, which made it hard for him later on. So, like, on page 213, it says, he feels the need to make sense of why he survived that camp. I don't think he has figured it out yet. Well, which basically means that he doesn't understand that he is a resilient person. He doesn't realize it, and that makes it hard for him after he's escaped in, his, in South Korea and then in the United States. Yeah, uh, I agree again with Arseni. Uh, he has been through a lot, but we have never seen, even when he was in the camp, mm -hmm. you guys remember when he felt no emotions about suffering, about yeah. people killing his mother, about seeing the girls getting beaten by the uh, teacher. That, that to me shows that he's not resilient. A resilient person would have said, what is going on here? Let me do something about it. And yeah, probably he felt a bit of resilience when he did the escape. But right after that, he was, guys, remember when he was in um, 
uh, China and in the South Korea and the US. It was every every time it was down. And I think the last sentence of the book showed, like I said before, the resilience of Shin. And that's a powerful ending for a book. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, I definitely agree. I think it, it not only like showed that he has resilience, it also gave him control of his of the fact that he has resilience. It's no longer something that just like happens to him every now and then throughout the book. It's like he has control of it. But I also uh, in the book I've seen like an example of when uh, trauma, adversity, and tragedy does not build resilience. It's usually when your whole world bends. Like and. Anything you know is actually false. We can see this from the um, North Korean defectors being paranoid after like brainwashing because the uh, South Korean government told them about the truth on how like North Korea was lying. So essentially, they were more paranoid and they they don't build resilience as a result because like you they just messed you up. Like what are you gonna do? So we can see this in page 188. Um, uh, where it says many defectors flatly refuse to believe that this, referring to uh, how South Korea started the war, fundamental pillar of North Korea history is built on a lie. So I think just messing up someone very badly can actually be more harmful. Yeah, and guys, if we look on Google, resilience um, to recover quickly from difficult toughness, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, like if we think about it. It did not recover quickly, and it's not its fault, of course. Like, Fatina, you put it very well. You said those camps were supposed to, like, brainwash you and damage yeah. you physically and especially mentally. And uh, so, yeah, it, it, it's not easy. Even people, even the stories that we heard from Holocaust survivors, we always talk about them in our podcast. And it's true, because it's, like, it's kind of the same. And um, they, they showed resilience after eight years. I, I've seen interviews of people not even talking about it to other mm -hmm. people, just keeping it a secret. So yeah, it's really difficult for them to build resilience. Yeah, I definitely agree. And it's like, I think they lose any resilience they had as soon as they don't need to just fight to survive. As soon mm -hmm. as they get yeah, yeah, they don't definitely. need to fight to start, stay alive. They're just, they know that they're safe, they're fine. And because of that, like they, they just start getting overwhelmed by all the bad things that happen to them. Yeah. I feel like I don't think we can put this as resilient to be honest like uh, how North Koreans react to like the harsh environment I think that's more like how they like that's how they live it's like how they're taught to live um, they're not shown to be oh uh, I need to do this because um, because uh, we are down they they this is their life so it's not really oh this is a bad situation i need to bounce back but it's i'm here that's it so it's just like i don't see i don't really see any resilience but except in like dire situations like arsene said yeah do you do you guys like in the real world in real life like do you have you guys ever built resilience on some kind of like situations or everything like for instance i could say it's kind of weird but like when I was online and everything, I think I built some kind of resilience toward patience, towards uh, mm. being more um, working by myself. So yeah. I oh, do you want to say? Okay. Uh, I definitely agree with you, Matteo. I feel like this past like year has made me like a different person because of this whole stressful um, situation, like. The adversity of not being in on in um, physical school made me think about scheduling like 
making my own plans, managing deadlines, and it was a mess, but I was able to bounce back. Yeah, I feel like, I guess this would count as resilience, it's like, after something happens to you, you learn from that, and you, next time you're, like, more prepared for that next thing to happen again, and it doesn't has, have as big of an effect on you, you're more prepared, and you deal with it better. Yeah, and you guys, you know, many people have spoken about uh, uh, mental health during quarantine, during lockdown. People in their houses completely mentally, not mentally stable. Guys, let's, this is probably what, this is what Shina's been through. But like when we were at home, mm -hmm. we had our family, we had food, we had mm -hmm. our pets, we had, we, we had everything we needed. Shin was getting beaten, hard work, hardship, like... Of course, we can't really feel it, but in a way, we can slightly feel it when we are like just mentally down because we're in one place. And of course, if you're getting beaten and brainwashed, that's even different. Yeah, I, I agree with Matteo a lot. Like um, severe trauma, basically, I'd say that severe trauma. Well, like definitely, like some people don't bounce back because of it. Like it really depends on the person and support. But Shin doesn't have support when he needed to deal with the, his severe trauma like torture and like being uh, his uh, mother being executed um, and we can see like he suffers from PTSD in uh, page 189 uh, Shin quote Shin started to experience disturbing dreams he saw his mother hanged and Park's body on the fence and visualized the torture he believed his father had been subjected to after his escape as the nightmares continued, he dropped out of course in automobile repair. He did not take his driving test. He stopped eating. He struggled to eat. He was all but paralyzed with guilt. Uh, I'm just um, making Matteo's argument strong because like, this is a big deal in my opinion. So guys, do you have any last minute uh, thoughts? Because I think we summarized it very well. How did that, how did yeah. tragedy, trauma, and adversity uh, build resilience? And in Shin's view, we think, at least I think, I don't know, I think I made you guys agree a bit more, in my view, that he only showed that the really, really end of the book. Well, I agree to some extent, but I feel like he becomes resilient when, like, he becomes resilient when in dire situations, like, in pressuring situation, but not certainly, like, um, long period of times, you know, like I feel like in this book at least uh, we can see that resilience can't be built when <laughs> basically your whole life is a lie or you're severe like super traumatized like how uh, Shin was. Yeah, I definitely agree more with Vatina. He showed moments of resilience, but he only again like a permanent mm -hmm. controlled resilience at the very end of the book when he like sort of accepted what happened to him and started understanding it better. Yeah. Okay. So I think this is all for uh, today's final podcast. And yeah, and 100% recommend this book. Really taught me a lot mm. about North Korea. And I really liked especially, just to mention this really quickly, the fact that in the book it gave actually uh, like a statement about the history, not only the story, but like the history of North yeah. Korea. And we have to think about it, guys. This is now times. Like, Shin escaped, if I'm not mistaken, in 2000 and... I know. Uh, 2008. Yeah, eight. China already. Yeah. 2000. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, in, in really, like, we were, we were here in those times. We were alive. We basically. were alive. 
so yeah i i recommend this book uh, you could look up like north korean stuff I, I feel like i've been more educated with this book and yeah so guys this is all for today's podcast final podcast hope you guys enjoyed have a good day